Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Dr. Ma? Hi. Hey, there you are. That's so cool. Hey, We're all here. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm all excited that we got you here. Yes, I'm very excited. Thank you for being here. Thank so, you for doing Wow, there we doing. go. That's the awesome view. I see all of you. So, uh, <laughs> Dr. Ma, that, that uh, meet Lauren Taylor. I know. Hi, I, want to, I want to screenshot Dr. Ma. Dr. Ma, can you talk for a second so I can screenshot you? Yes, of course. I mean, let me have my shirt come up. Let's see. See, my shirt says I like people under general anesthesia. Oh, nice. Very good. <laughs> so, so uh, should we start? Should, so, are we live? We're live. We're live. Welcome to Gross Anatomy, where we explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, TVs, movies, and the world around us. And I am Dr. Edna Ma. <laughs> Love it. I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. This is our first, this is our first Zoom podcast. We, we're very technological. We've, we've only done mic. Now we did... Uh, um, just audio, and now Dr. Ma, uh, Dr. Edna Ma is here for our first um, Zoom podcast, and above me, next to me, but not really next to me, is who? Lauren Taylor. Hi. Lauren. Hi, and we're very excited to have you here uh, on our first Zoom podcast in the middle of crazy corona, and also in the middle of Passover a little bit still, too. Yes. Did you know yes. that the um, Chinese are known as the Jews of the East? Are you saying you're Chinese or you're just giving me a Chinese fact? I'm saying that, I, I'm just saying that <laughs> um, we have a lot of similarities in culture because when you first introduced yourself as Edna Ma, I thought, well, there's, there's, you're doing, there's a lot of similarities. There you go. Excellent. So, <laughs> so we're having more guests and we're very excited to have you for so many, 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 many reasons. <laughs> One is um, you're a doctor, you're an anesthesiologist. Two is... You're the perfect person for our podcast because you're a reality TV person, but you're also a multi-hyphenate. <laughs> I, I like to keep it interesting and keep myself busy. So that's, that's probably the main reason I have all these hyphens after my name, if you will. Yeah. So my, my first question, <laughs> for you, though, having nothing to do with anything, is how are you dealing with this whole quarantine coronavirus thing? So um, right now, so my husband, as you know, is uh, Gene Liu. He's at ENT at Cedars as well. And I think they actually guys are in the same building. But in yeah. any case, um, they, he's out there in the fields working um, in the front lines of the coronavirus. So he's um, kind of quarantining himself away from the family. And so um, it leaves me with the kids, taking care of the kids. And um, so right so now- So what are you doing exactly? Second grade teacher. <laughs> what is What's he doing? He doing? Yeah. Uh, so he has been working a lot with the streamlining of the patient care and um, workforce management, if you will, so that there's like not necessarily cross-contamination in the ER and the urgent care and dealing with work staff. So the patients from the very beginning, from the patients who may not, um, now it's different now because everybody has to wear a mask like you um, alluded to, like you said last time in your Right. Um, before it was like streamlining. Okay, do you have COVID-like symptoms? Yes, no, and make that decision tree, and then staffing all those. Um, but so he's in the emergency. So he's in the hospital. So he was in the he was in the urgent he was in the urgent care. So um, in the various urgent cares that Cedars now has. 
So wow. my so does he is he stay not at the house anymore? Like is he completely quarantined away from the family? Or yeah, so he's staying he's staying somewhere else with. Um, we have a friend who has a place, so an extra place, so he's staying there. That's that, that's he's weird. living his best life. He's living his best life. He's a you know what I think that's kind of weird. Like a I got I got a text from him from Vegas. That's that's kind of strange. Why did I get a yeah, text so from weird. Vegas? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he's mm-hmm. telling you though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, no wonder he doesn't want to FaceTime. Hmm? Right, exactly. So what were you saying? So what are you doing? So I'm um, doing second grade teacher functions and kindergarten functions. You have and just three kids? Keep, two kids? Just two. Three kids? Just two. Just two. And they're little. So yeah. how old? Second grade and kindergarten. So they've been keeping me busy. Wow. That's, that's got to be very different from doing general anesthesia. <laughs> oh, man. Anesthesia is easier compared to this. I'll have right. to send you one of those. Um, I'll have to send you a COVID meme and a little bit about anesthesia. Okay. And how is, um, how's homeschooling going for your kids? Um, you know, I, if I didn't have that aldehyde dehydrogenase deficiency, I'd probably be an alcoholic right now. <laughs> so um, it, it's, been, it, it's been challenging, but I feel like um, they, they've been lowered our expectations and we're just surviving. So we're doing, we're doing well. Yeah. Like, like, could you see, I don't know about my, maybe, I don't think my kids could be permanent home learning. Oh no, no. Kids. I, I, it wouldn't work for my kids. What about you? Uh, no, I, I, I think we're social individuals. People in general are social animals and this is just, yeah. it's too hard. It's too hard to be apart. Like, and then they don't have their activities like tennis and right. swimming and all the fun things that they do as a team, you know? So I think that that's really important for their development. And I kind of wonder what's going to happen. And then fast forward 10, 15 years, what type of psychiatric problems our kids are going to have? Are they going to have these phobias where they can't touch anybody and have six feet away? Like some, I think some, my kids are young, so maybe not as bad, but maybe a little bit the older kids. And then they remember this, how this is going to change their relationships in the future. Yeah, my wife and I talk about that a little bit too. Is this a brave new world where everybody's going <laughs> to be wearing masks? But I think kids, for the most part, and millennials, they still think they're, you know, indestructible. Invincible, but, yeah. So I don't, I don't know so much. I'm not sure. What do you think, Lauren? Um, I'm not sure. I actually never thought about it because I don't have kids. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, but maybe it's better if they start washing their hands more and are a little bit more aware. But yeah, obviously if it creates too much phobias, that's a bad thing. Lauren's yeah. living her best life. She probably doesn't even have pants <laughs> on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know, what's interesting. One of we have one of my kids, I, I have, uh, I have three girls, but one of our kids who is, um, has a good friend who kind of grew up in our house who's living with us now. And they're both young adults. They're both 23, 24. One of them made this really, uh, interesting observation that nowhere, never, no one ever has had this chance as an, a young adult to kind of just have like time out time that, that never like, and now all of a sudden these youngish out of school kids have this time out, which is totally bizarre, right? Like I wish I had had a time out when I was that age. But I guess it depends on what they're doing with it. Are they like just on social media, just like watching movies like are they creating things what's happening with it so you know they're doing a mix of stuff some are just home playing you know video games but some are working out some are trying to do but it's just an interesting like all the books i could read you know you know i think about you know but 
it's just interesting to have that kind of time out time. And it's also just the whole, it's the whole world at the same time doing it. So it's just not like I grew up in Colorado. And so when we had a snow day, you know, it's, you just had a school day in your district. It may be even somewhere further um, out of state. Right. They may not have this. This is like the whole world. So I feel like there, there's that aspect of it, making sure there's like, there's the unity of it and we're in this together. And then that there's that aspect of it. And it's just kind of, it adds a different texture, a layer of texture to that. Yeah. It does. So as a reality TV person, <laughs> yes. doesn't this well, feel, doesn't this feel <laughs> normal to you? This is, this is like reality TV for you. Well, right? Dr. Cohen, yeah, totally. you, should, uh, you should give a little bit of her background. Uh, how well, she, okay, go ahead. I want, Dr. Ma, why don't you, why don't you, why don't, or Lauren, why don't you tell us her background? Or, or Dr. Ma, why don't you tell us so her background? From what I understand is you created a product that you wanted on Shark Tank, but in order to get it on Shark Tank, you had to try out for Survivor. So you ended up on both shows. Is that accurate? Yes, that's right. So um, after I did my anesthesia training, um, and at the time, I created a product that numbs the skin before a waxing or a laser, kind of like in the same way we numb the skin on the back of a child's hand before they get an IV placement. So I'm like, why can't we just apply that from what we learned, what we do in the operating room or in the um, ER? And put it to the bikini area and create this product. So I created that product and I'm like, would this be great if I can just get this product on Shark Tank and it could get some exposure. And I didn't know how, I didn't know what the process was. And Shark Tank had just been um, maybe in their second or third season at that point. Mm. And so it was so funny. No, I keep changing how this, this thing is. I don't, I'm I'm not good at this. You just changed, you just changed to Janet Torres. Dr. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's my office manager's uh, <laughs> uh, computer. So, okay, yeah. okay. okay, this is much better. This is much better angle. You feel yeah, it is, screen. right? Yeah. Yeah, love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and I, so I just messaged some of my friends being in Los Angeles. Does anybody know um, Mark Burnett or these production companies and he, or Shark Tank? And he said, I didn't hear it from any of my friends until it was like, oh, yeah, we have um, – they're doing the survivor casting there. If you go right now, there'll still be, op- it's still open casting. So I just, I literally within two hours, I drove down there, um, went to stood in line, did the open casting. And then like literally two days later, I was standing in front of Mark Burnett and Jeff Probst, who I didn't know who, who Jeff Probst was. Right. Um, and I was, I'm like the worst survivor. Contestant. I want his job. <laughs> I know. Right. He just yeah. goes from like, you know, Columbia shirts, t-shirts yeah. and <laughs> Miles all day long. I either want his job or Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelor. Those two guys have awesome jobs. (laughs) You're doing a fine job. Okay. (laughs) Probably probably more meaningful job in the long run. Anyway. Okay. So so anyway, so um, then literally I I, I get casted and then so... Wait, wait, wait. I'm backing you up. I'm backing you up. I'm backing you up. So tell us about Mm. how you invented a product. What was that? Oh, yeah. So... So, so I was an anesthesia attending at that time. And so that was basically after work between cases during OR turnaround, I was like trying to source materials and um, trying to figure out how to create this product that was just in my brain, how to replicate the M the Emla tegaderm technique, but for your bikini area. And so I actually just with a bunch of Google searches, um, I was able to be connected with a toy manufacturer who helped create a prototype and the easiest design once I kind of explained it and kind of how to streamline the product without having to go um, through the FDA and having it as an OTC product. 
So were you like in a in a lab, you know, with like beakers, you know, making stuff, <laughs> putting it on you? And going, oh, no. What are you doing? Uh, so um, we, I found a, a bunch of what they call compound or uh, contract manufacturers. Kind of told them the concept, told them the ingredients that I thought were important, um, and then they they kept making samples until I found something that I liked. Um, there were only a handful of numbing creams. In terms that were of finding something that you liked, does that mean you tried personally each thing? Yes, or you yes, yes. Friend, or you put it, yes. Or you put it on your husband? That too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> so it's part of the whole marriage vows, right? Right, exactly. Okay. And but so we amazing. just. It, yeah, you make it sound easy, but I, there's a million steps, I'm sure. There, there was a lot of time compression there. So I would say that took me about five, maybe three or four years right there. And wow. then, you know, you'd come with the. And right now it's much easier. I when I was I was on Shark Tank. Eventually, okay, I was on Survivor in 2011, and now it's 2020 with the COVID thing. So, in case your listeners listen later on, um, it took a while for me to actually maybe three years to launch the product, and then um, I was marketing the product on my own, and I had a lot of good responses. And when I was on Survivor Island, we had, my husband was like just bombarded with orders and everything. Okay, so let's go back. So so now let's get you to Survivor. Yes, okay. So so I wouldn't say to myself, hey, I have a product, I want it on Shark Tank. I would never (laughs) go, oh, I'm going to go on Survivor. Like what prompt? Yes, okay. So let's, okay. Okay, Okay, I kind of of got all over the place. Lauren, would you go, let me be on Survivor? No, I am very impressed and she's very ambitious. I wouldn't do that either. But would you do Survivor, Lauren? Uh, I couldn't do it, no. No, I couldn't do it. No way. So ha- explain that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised of all the cases that we've done together. We've, you know, I've done your anesthesia for so many years. I haven't actually told you the whole story. <laughs> so um, so I get onto this. Um, they thought that I was interesting enough. And you have to keep in mind that um, they You're are very- a TV show. Yes. So the TV show is narrated by the contestants. And so they also have a cast. And they want, you know, the white guy, the yellow hot, the, hot, the blonde, blonde haired white girl who's hot. And then they have like a, a formula that works for their audience. And then they have the Asian person and they have the black person and the Hispanic person. And they put that formula together. And I happened to fulfill that Asian person slot. And they liked the fact that I wasn't, um, I had a job that just could be up in, I, like I, had, I was a professional. I had a lot to, on, at stake. I was on the call schedule for the hospital till the month, uh, two weeks. I was like, Two weeks were going into the new um, call schedule month. I had to like switch out all my calls and then take a leave of absence. So I was like in the thick of my anesthesia attending career. And were you so, worried about that? Um, at the time, I was an associate of the of the group there, and so I had I had nothing to lose. And I didn't think I was going to get casted. That's the thing. I just went in there. I'm going to tell them what they want to hear, so I can get far enough in the process until I see Mark Burnett. Then I'll tell Mark Burnett, I'll pitch him. This is my plan, right? I'll pitch him. As soon as I get in front of him, doesn't matter how, even if I run into him at the grocery store, um, I'll tell him that this is my actual product. And then I'll say, this is actually what I would like to do instead. And he will say, oh, you'd be better for this show. That did not happen, but I did so get in really, So that was your goal. You did that not was my goal. be on Shark Tank. That's you my goal. really went to try to find Mark yes. Burnett. Yes. So I was in there, if central casting. I mean, not central casting. It was CBS Studios in, um, in Studio City. Uh, we they bring us in there. I walk there in with probably my. Probably are easier ways of getting a hold of Mark Burnett. Yes, I figured that out afterwards. <laughs> okay, could have okay. called you. I could call yeah. you, and it'd been fine. This, right. this play is okay. much more fascinating. I and yeah. so 
so I'm up there and I'm like in my little business suit and I go in there and I do my little pitch. Right. And they're like, I think you're at the wrong place. I said, I don't, as a matter, I'm here to see you, Mr. Burnett. This is what my plan is. And I told him exactly what I told you. And, and, um, he's oh, like, well, wait. So at the very f- first audition, yes. you get to meet Mark yes. Burnett. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. 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 No, no, after I went through, um, the, general open casting. Like it was literally, I remember it was like May, May 5th. I was like general open casting. And then they thought that I was like, had enough chutzpah or cojones. They just fast tracked me to like literally that Thursday I was at CBS. You're a Chinese Jew. Yeah. I, you, you know it. <laughs> I had the chutzpah. And right. so there I am with this CBS, CBS, cause it's, um, survivor, the panel of people, like 20 or 30 of them, the final, final executive producers, Mark Burnett's there, Jeff Probst, they're recording it. How many and stages was that? That was, that was the second thing or that was, that like, was like the maybe second or the second day of things. Cause like, um, by that point they just, I, I filled out some general information just like, this is my name. They're just do start doing a criminal background check on you. Right. <clears throat> so then, um, so Mark Burnett pulls me out <laughs> of casting afterwards. Cause it's like a whole day thing. And there's like 20 people that they're interviewing that day for, for the executives at CBS. So, so he, so Mr. Burnett pulls me out of casting and pulls me aside like in the parking lot. He's like, um, a millionaire in eight weeks. It will, the, you know, the, the show is only 39 days. You have two hours to decide. And so at that point I called my husband, I said, Mr. Burnett just pulled me out as an individual and told me that I have a one in 18 chance of winning a million dollars. I have to decide in two hours. <laughs> that was how I got casted for Survivor. And I went wow. in there and they're like, you're going in two weeks, you're going. And that was it. I was like, that was it. I didn't have time to train. I didn't have, I mean, I didn't wait, so Gene was like, heck yeah. Body. Gene was, your husband, Gene was like, do it. <laughs> he was like, um, well, I don't want to say no, but I want you, I want to be supportive of your decision. And I don't want to be the one who said, no, you shouldn't go. So did you talk to any, no, I've been on, he gave me two hours to decide and I had to send an an NDA. And so, um, I had, uh, I was like, well, I've been on a medical mission trip for two weeks to India and I've traveled extensively and I've camped a lot. So it can't be that bad, right? It can't be that bad. Okay. And so I'm like, And, you know, if, and it's not like this is the first time anybody's doing this. So the season, I was on season 23. They do two seasons a year. So they've got a little, it's not like they're just throwing you into the, in a fire and they're, they haven't figured this thing out yet. I'm like, it can't be that bad. So I just thought, okay, let's just do it. How often do you get pulled out and say, so let's t- do this? So were you at all worried? Oh, oh yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because yeah. I was totally worried about that because I have met some other people who had done the show and then they edit you to make, again, like you have to be a character. So right. they edit you to be, have your own story arc. And right. so I was like, I was careful to not say anything that could be taken out of context or like you've seen, they just want little sound nuggets. So if you say yeah. something that could just be taken as a sound nugget, then you're like screwed. And right. so I was very careful, like, um, during one tribal council, oh my God, Jeff was like, stop fucking with me, Edna. This is a $10 million production. Wow. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> Jeff. Damn, Jeff. What oh. did he mean by that? Okay, so I was just not giving him an answer that was like interesting, right? So, uh-huh. um, so I was like, okay, 
and or maybe he was just doing his thing because everybody really likes him. His production team loves him. And maybe right. he was just doing his thing to kind of like just trying to get a rise. To, to get, exactly. Just to get me a reaction. And yeah. you know, I, well, I'm not be surprised if he was either way. But he just like laid into me and is like, but you know, you have to be I was consciously cognizant of it. Like every interview, you'd go into the forest. I'd be like wearing my little business suit, going into the forest. And then like towards the end, I'm just like wearing a bra. And so, <laughs> and so I was really kind of worried about how I was perceived after a while. You're like, no, screw it. You know, haters are going to be haters. And if they're going to be people out there, they're going to be enough people, those trolls out there, they're going to hate on you. Just so be it. You know, and I feel like you just have to surround your pe- yourself with people who are supportive of you. You know, it's interesting. That was really before Instagram. You know, now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, unfortunately, I get sucked down the Instagram wormhole. It's, it's terrible. And you see all these doctors and nurses and PAs and healthcare professionals who kind of, in addition to them doing that, they, they build this whole brand around mm-hmm. themselves and maybe being sexy or a nurse, a guy, you know, uh, in his tight, in his tight top, you know, and, and that's his shtick and it's okay today. So, but back in 2011, even more so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it might have kind of been scary. Yes, yeah, I was worried. isn't a doctor, so he hadn't had to go through everything that you went through. Like, he didn't have that to lose, so he can be right. like, like Yes, that. and you have yeah. your reputation, and I think that Lauren was, like, being diligent and being being thoughtful of your reputation that you took so long to build and this mm-hmm. referral base. And so, but I think it's also good that you're putting yourself out there. You're like, this is how I am. This is me. This is the true Jason Cohen. I know that they get to go visit you in your office. They don't get to see your face, but they've already know what your face looks like because they saw you on Instagram. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, we do get some haters, but you know, that's why Lauren, you know, we haven't really done a live podcast <laughs> yet. Lauren does some edits, you know, mm-hmm. so because we do still have to keep an eye on stuff sometimes. But so tell me, were you at all thinking, tell me the truth, were you at all thinking, I'm in LA, I'm on a reality show, <laughs> maybe I want to segue like Dr. Ken Jong. what do you say? Oh, yeah, 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 Ken Jong. To some kind of Hollywood thing. Did you at all think about, it'd be cool being an actor or whatever, who knows? I feel like, okay, if it, I feel, I don't know if I'd want to be Ken Jeong necessarily. Maybe it would be fun to be Ken Jeong because Ken Jeong gets to, he's kind of walking a fine line. He's done it so well. Like he's the doctor and he's, he's super funny. Um, but no, I don't he's know. crossed the line. I, I don't know. You think he's, he's crossed the line with the, movies, he's totally when he jumped the out line. the trunk naked, that part. Yeah, he's crossed the line. <laughs> That's I love true. the guy, and and to some degree, I'm envious of his of his acting career. But I think he's crossed the line at this. Okay, point. I think if you could say, okay, this can be your career, this this can be this could be your result. I mean, I guess I want to be so terrible to yeah. do that than to 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 have that alternative. But to go from what I know, what's required from being an actor to being like going on auditions and all those things that people, those are, that is a struggle. It is easier to do anesthesia than it is to be right. an actor. Yeah. And so you're, you're basically, you know, you guys tee up the patients for us. They come into the surgery center. They have insurance. They've been fasting. They're appropriate. They have the medical clearance. Like it's easy. I don't have to yeah. go audition. So, right. and, and it's not like you have to convince people to have anesthesia. Dr. Cohen's going to cut this five inch thing off your back. Would you like anesthesia? <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe not you know but most most of patients won't want it it's like right having and this is what i discovered about like having a product like you have to convince everybody else that they want your service when anesthesia yeah. it's like hey you want you're having craniotomy do you want anesthesia 
Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, you know, you remind me, I just saw in follow-up, I hadn't seen her in a while, this amazing young <laughs> woman with a, a family history of, of breast cancer stuff who I'd done a lumpectomy, removed a breast tumor on that was benign, but she insisted on being awake for it. And I still remember her because mm -hmm. almost everybody is at least sedated. And she's yes. like, no, I want to be wide awake for it. So I had rec she recently just came in for a follow-up. So it was funny that you said that. It's true. No one wants to be, I mean, I don't want to be awake for surgery, except yeah. for this one amazing woman um, who's, yeah. who's amazing. But yeah. yeah. And, and everybody so, has their own reason. But the majority, right. you don't have to do any sales. You don't have to convince a casting director. But if you said to me, okay, I can, you have what it takes to be Ken Jong in five years. Would you want that? versus like pushing drugs and anesthesia or collecting royalties all day long, I'd be like, okay, I would maybe consider it. But I don't know if I'd jump out of a, you know, jump out of a trunk naked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I was pretty close to that and when survivor. Right. So, so uh, <laughs> did, after being on survivor, did you get any kind of offers to do other stuff? entertainment related um, stuff no but there have been a lot of survivor contestants who have um there's a guy named cody he has like um a show on like a and e or something where he's a a show with them um, weapons and he's in archeries do you think it came to them or you think they sought it out um i think it's a combination of both because you i feel like after you've been on one television show you've been vetted by casting people and then it kind of implies that you have this capacity to speak in front of a camera you have um you're articulate you can pre you're presentable and you've gone through some sort of due diligence process that's what right. i feel that people yeah. automatically assume so did you do you have an agent and are you like a member oh, no, no, of no, 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 now no, no, like no, automatically no, 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 no. <laughs> that's what i was like probably no none of that how do you do on the show Oh, okay. I, I finished mid-jury, which is like um, the way it's like seventh place in the 18 contestants. And oh, so good. Yeah. And it's, good? it's not bad. So I right. made up the salary that I would have if I had just continued anesthesia. <clears throat> I was pretty miserable. Any, did you have any doctor moment where they needed someone? No, they have a crew of doctors, like emergency medicine doctors out of New Zealand that come with them out of every episode. It's always, if you watch all the seasons, um, it's always this team of... Um, New, these um, emergency room doctors from uh, New Zealand. And Why New Zealand? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just they're more flexible, but it's always the same few people. And when you they're saw probably them, more back and more fun. They probably are. <laughs> yeah, they have a very international team, like the right. um, the crew. So there was no medical. There was no medical stuff while you were there. <clears throat> not not for us. There wasn't. But they um, the production crew always checks you before um, challenges to make sure you're. Um, Okay. Their, their check is basically, okay, it looks like you have a blood pressure, quick couple interview questions. How's that scrape? How's that scar? You, uh -huh. you, you fell on the coral. Um, let me see your feet. Make sure. Where was your, infected. where was your episode filmed? Um, so Samoa, oh, uh, not wow. American Samoa, but uh, Western Samoa. In, uh, was there any, uh, in hindsight, anything you did on that show that you wish you hadn't, whether it was shown lot on the, in the show or not? Um, I think, my advice for anybody who's doing one of these shows is that I would say maybe you can trust the producers a little bit more. I feel like they're kind of like your therapist that's trying to, and I thought that they were trying to trick me. They would ask me questions about um, where do I think I am in my alliance? Those are clues that 
they're kind of feeding towards you to kind of think about. And, and so they're just trying to also take this lump of clay and mold it into um, a story arc. What was the hardest part of the show for you? Um, oh, gosh. Um, so the worst part for me was probably just the level of like disrespect that people had for me. I was like the smallest person on my tribe and like every single, every, and, and, not, and nobody knew I was um, an anesthesiologist. Oh. I thought, so the television audience gets to see your Chiron. It'll say like Edna Ma anesthesiologist at the bottom, but the contestants, my fellow contestants, they didn't know. I told them I was a pharmaceutical rep and that would explain my knowledge of drugs and um, that type of thing of my medical knowledge. Is that but, what they, rec- is that what they rec- the producers recommend? No, I didn't. I, I, this is my own strategy. Um, I reckon I did that because if I happen to get to the final three of the final three contestants on the show, the, the jury, the other cast members that you voted out, get to vote for who gets the million dollars. When you get to the final three, that's how it, the million so dollars. You didn't want decided. someone thinking, Oh, you're a rich doctor. Yes. Yes. So right. I'm like, if I'm a pharmaceutical rep, that will seem like I'm still struggling. A little. Right. How come you didn't go with nurse? Oh, that's a good question. I didn't, I, I hadn't, I, I, I just let like drugs, I don't know. Okay. Cool. And maybe, um, maybe because it was um, also, I had, they tend to cast a lot of pharmaceutical reps. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. And that not as many nurses. Did you admit like, you I, I married? Uh, yeah, I did tell them that I was married. Okay. So did that, did that definitely give you the shot on Shark Tank or did you have oh, to then jump that, through some hoops? Okay, so that was like, survivor done everything was over with and you can't um appear on another reality show until one year after the last episode of your previous season was done so i just went on shark tank's website casting website and i just you know did a google search and did my um went through the process that way the traditional way so first you apply and uh, submit a 200 word essay describing your product and your business so it turned out doing the whole survivor thing it had nothing to do nothing nothing <laughs> nothing so at the all. truth is is you wanted to be on survivor <laughs> That's no, I mean, if, if you, ha- I mean, I don't, knowing You're- what I know now, like, I probably still would have done it. It's a very, right. it's a very exciting journey. And your, probably- husband, is your husband someone who would do Survivor? Oh, he probably would do it. He'd probably yeah. get voted off right away. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has a very strong personality. No, <laughs> no. Not, no. Not but he's very likable, though. Yeah, I think and he's they, very they, charming. And so they would, I, I, I think he'd actually be shrewd enough to probably do well. They've had a lot of surgeons on. They've had a plastic oh, really? surgeon in, in the past and um, huh. other, other surgeons too, and other physicians too. And do they go on back to their career no issue? Did this, is there a community that you all stay in touch? Um, there is. And I would say that my, um, I am not as aggressive of keeping in touch with all these people because I feel like that was kind of like my moment and I'd not, it's not so important for me. That's not like where I hang my identity. And there's a lot of people who repeat the, like are real students of the game. Right. They they know the individual characters, they know the people and they, they study them and then they just are fans of them. And then people return to the show and they're like, could you go back on it if you wanted to? So I was actually, um, we were approached to do me and my sister were approached to do blood versus water and we didn't get, we didn't get selected. So, uh, um, I probably would consider doing it, but right now, you know, I'm like in my mid forties and I'm like got two kids. Like that part would be really hard to be separated from them for like two months, basically. Yeah. 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 No internet, no phone, nothing. Right. Right. So shark tank, totally separate thing. Totally separate. So like fast forward a year after the last episode of, um, survivor, I had my, uh, 
a newborn son at this point. He wasn't even a year old. And I submitted my essay to- I think I met I, you. I think I met you right after you got back from Survivor. I think. Okay. I think it was after my second night, after Shark, after Shark Tank. I after think. Shark Tank? Yeah. Or maybe I'd met you before that, but never maybe, talked maybe, about it. Maybe, maybe that's it too, because we've, we have a lot of similar friends. I mean, right. acquaintances right. and friends and yeah. the same circle of events that we go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us about Shark Tank. Okay. So Shark Tank. So I had my business still. I was doing, um, it takes a lot. It's like having a newborn when you have a, um, an, a startup company. And I had my, my actual newborn, my son, and I was still doing anesthesia. And I'm like something... I, I'm just so overwhelmed right now. So I decided to just say, let's just go in this, like a Hail Mary pass to um, on Shark Tank. If I get in, that's great. If I don't get it, I'm going to just close up shop at this point, that, at that point. Close shop at the business. At the business. Because I was like, I'm just so overwhelmed with, I, I think it's not fair for my son for me to be focused on this thing and for me not to be as present of a parent for him. So I'm like, this is, this will be, this is the choice that I'll be make, making. And I figure that's more of a better shot and I should keep my anesthesia job because that is, um, Guaranteed. What makes, it makes, it's again, <laughs> very few people don't want anesthesia, you know? Right. So I did, I, I did the normal application process online and you can find it online. Um, and I didn't hear anything for about five months and I get a phone call saying, uh, we would like to move you forward in the application process. What that involves is you answering these questions with um to an I like a, a camera and I so I did that. I submitted it and I didn't hear anything for a long time. And then fast forward two or three months later, it's like we'd like to move you forward in the process. This does not guarantee that you're gonna appear on Shark Tank each step along the way. Then like pretty soon I was getting weekly phone calls or every other week I'd get a phone call from the producers. Let's practice your pitch. This doesn't guarantee that you're gonna be on Shark Tank. Wow. So um yeah, so we were they really like they really um, fine tune and edit your pitch because I had an idea of <clears throat> what I wanted. I wanted to wear a business suit to my pitch and tell them about my product. And then at the end, put the ask like, I'm Dr. Ma, this is my product, blah, blah, blah. And I would, I'm asking for $20,000 for 20% of my company. Right. Put the ask at the end. Cause it makes more sense to me. You want to listen. You don't sure. want somebody, you don't want somebody scribbling stuff when you're trying to pitch them. Right. And I explained this to the producers. This is how I want to do it. He's like, no. The sharks always hear the ask at the top. Hi, my name is Edna Mom, anesthesiologist. This is my ask, blah. And so they, they and, and then, we, then they tell you what to wear too. You're wearing, right. a white, you're wearing a white coat. So literally I went and I'm like, I don't own a white coat. I had one white coat from my surgical internship year and that doesn't fit me anymore. So I'm like <laughs> driving across town trying to find a white coat like the day before I'm filming. And so they have it, and so they have a very um, defined formula. process. They have a format. Yeah. They have a formula yeah. that works well for them, and they and you have to conform to what they want. So then, like at this point, it's like almost a year after my initial application, they um, tell me I'm going to go onto the stu- on this filming studio, and they film over at um, the Culver Sony Studios in Culver City. So did it come up that you were on Survivor? <clears throat> oh, yes. I had to disclose it, but it was over a year prior, so it was right. fine. So, but it was it also nothing, a different network. But, and it didn't help you? No, but, no, no. I didn't okay. even see anybody. Like, all those people you see, you don't see Mark Burnett. You don't see any of those guys on, um, okay. at the end of the credits. None of those people on, your, um, on the credits yeah, at yeah. the end. You, you okay. don't just deal with these associate pro- um, producers 
right. who, um, and they change, they're constantly getting promoted. So you don't even, right. they're not even probably not on in the show anymore. Um, so I'm on the lot now. It's like a year after my initial application <clears throat> and they give you the schedule. And then like, I'm kind of milling around the um, trailers. They give you these like a little RV trailer and, um, they have these craft services. It's like a little buffet bar. You're talking to some of these other contestants and you realize that some of these pe- people were brought in last year and never got um, to their segment. And they didn't get a chance to actually film. So in that oh. situation, yeah. So they're like, okay, um, it's four o'clock. We're wrapping up. That's it. They don't do the, if they didn't get to your segment to film that day, your, your chance is gone till the next year. So I wow. was very, I was very lucky. I got the first slot after lunch which meant like two o'clock filming. So that was, our schedule wasn't pushed back too far after. The, the so who were your, who were your sharks? So that was the first year they both had, um, the both female sharks. It was Lori Grenier and um, uh, Barbara Corcoran and yeah. Robert Hersevec and um, Mark, Cuban? Mark Cuban. Yeah, Mark Cuban. Those are the stuff five. And, and, and Mr. Wonderful, um, right. <clears throat> Kevin O'Leary. So, yeah. you know, and I prepared for the show by, basically watching every episode that I could find. And I made like an Excel spreadsheet and like studied the questions that they asked and like, what, why did they not get a deal was because the valuation was too high. And like all these, like, you know, when you study for the uh, USMLE, yeah. you just um, prepare your answers and you, and, and literally I drive around talking to myself and, and, and I just practice talking to myself. And I would say that Shark Tank really helped because like I probably, I mean, it's very nerve wracking, but it's a little bit less nerve wracking after you've been on a reality TV show where you're half naked most of the time. Right. So what I learned, um, cause shark tank is on ABC and that's owned by Disney. And what I realized, I didn't get a deal. And I realized that these sharks are their individual brands as well. And I, I filmed, um, shark tank was season five, which was 2013, 2000, 2013 was the year or 2000. Yeah, 2013 was when it was when it was airing. So I realized that they're kind of like these sharks are their individual brands. Mark Cuban and Mr. O'Leary and Robert Hersevec and all the other sharks do not want to be talking about anybody's pubic hair all day long. They want to right. talk about something that is more interesting to them. You know, like to talk about basketball and talk about their jets and talk about, you know, and everybody has their own thing that they like to specialize. Like Barbara likes the cupcakes and the food trucks and Laura Guineer likes those home goods and that type of thing. Yeah. And none of them are medical. And none of them are medical. And so I, or I didn't get it. None of them are it, even no, health. No, no, no. But they, they kind of, and, and then what I also realized is that when you, when you're applying for the show, you're applying for the show, which means you're talking to the producers. The producer's job is to create a good show. Right. And then once you get past that level of screening, you're pitching to the sharks. And the right. sharks are interested in, they don't want to invest in any money. They want their money to go, and they're actually using their money. They want to yeah. make sure that their money is actually going to make a return. So, right. so that's what I didn't realize at, kind of didn't realize at first. And so I think I should have, with knowing that information, I would have aligned my expectations a little bit. Because right. I was like, why didn't Laura, Lori want to, um, my product? I, what did I do wrong? And when I was um, brought onto the show, the producer's like, you cannot mention Shark Tank. You, can't, you, you cannot mention Survivor. And um, if you mention Survivor, we cannot use your footage because that's, oh, wow. because that's a different network. Right. And so I was like, oh, okay. And then Barbara laid into me during my, my pitch. She's like, it seems like you want us to do your work. Building a business is a lot of hard work. And I wanted to say, you think 
I'm not interested in doing hard work. I was on Survivor to try to raise money for my business. And you're saying uh, that that wasn't hard work. And I was just like, do I say something to her and risk the chance of not letting it air or just like bite my tongue and, and, and just like lit it air, lit it air, hopefully. Cause even if you record, clearly you bit air, your tongue I bit my tongue. So I didn't say anything. I'm like, yeah. Okay, thank you very much for your feedback. Um, I appreciate that. What, what, is, what are you supposed to say? You're not, you don't want to look like a jerk, right? Right. So, you want so to be- after the show, you said, then, then they come and talk to you, right? <clears throat> no, 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 no. You don't, whatever interaction you have on that oriental rug, is the cha- that's the only interaction you have. Oh, no, but other companies may may. Oh, yes, yes. So, so I feel like I was in a very um, good spot because what happened is that my segment shows me not getting it not getting a deal. And so right after the segment aired, I got like three dozen, you know, uh, three, three dozen invitations to the prom and, and I got to pick anybody I wanted to. And the, are, they the vetted, are they vetted people through the show or it's just random? People no, no, just people like I, I got a group of uh, Floridians that were retired people who watched the show together. They liked me and they're like, we have this much money. We would like to help you. Can we help you? And it was just like, these, and I can just envision all these old Floridians together. <laughs> like, how do they, you know, how do the they contact you through the show? Because it has your, you can just Google yourself or, or you could go on the show site and said, these are the, uh, these are the episodes, the businesses that were um, on. And then you can get a, Oh, you can wow. connect with them or like the face or the Facebook page. Like I had a Facebook so did, page or social did, media. So tell me about the product. Did it wind <clears throat> up? Uh, did you wind up? What's okay. up with the product? Okay. So what happened was that I, the, for me, it wasn't a hundred percent about money because I could fund the business. What I needed were the logistics. So right. somebody to fulfill the order, somebody to stock the order. So at that time, um, it was the, my fulfillment house had just like closed down twice. And between cases, I was like, literally pumping my newborn in the nursery in the NICU with that symphony medella. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's me. And I'm on the phone. Remember with my that logistics. Sound. Oh man. Remember that sound. That, that yeah. symphony medella was my best friend. I took it everywhere for a whole year. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. God. <laughs> I think they make quieter ones now. Um, but the, okay. So I was at the hospital. I just happened to use the one that was in the NICU. Yeah. Yeah, so I yeah, just yeah. use the NICU one. Okay, bring my yeah. bring my stuff. Bring the NICU, yeah. and I'm on the phone with the fulfillment house. I'm like, so I didn't necessarily need a ton of money. I needed logistics, so right. um, and a team. And so the the company that just worked best for me was a company that reached out to me. They're private equity that had a lot of other small brands under their umbrella company. Yeah, and so um, we we went through the process down there, and I should um, and we formed a a deal after the show. I nice. should say that most people, most television audiences don't realize that with Shark Tank, um, 70% of those deals, you know, in the end in a hands, handshake, it's, they don't go to close. That's just a good faith gesture. Right. So what happens, you can say as a contestant is like, I was under psychological and emotional duress with those lights. And I was pressured to close this deal that I didn't, wasn't really actually comfortable with. Mm. So uh, you're also a, an author. Did you know that, Lauren? Yeah. She's, a ch- she's a children's book author, Lauren. I did not know that. I didn't put that in my research. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> Let me just, I have some. Exactly. I, re- I read the book. Oh, you're so sweet. Yes, yes. Kind of another, another product that I created was a um, bilingual children's book. And um, being, being like born and raised in the United States, and my parents were, um, you know, my mom finished high school. My dad only finished the sixth grade. So it wasn't really a priority. Me too. Me yeah, too. I mean, it's a, it's a hustle. I, mean, I, I only get finished it. the sixth grade. 
Yeah. But you got that GED, so that's fine. <laughs> right, exactly. Good, good enough degree. Right. <laughs> so and we didn't we didn't grow up speaking um, Mandarin. I wanted my children to know a little bit more about the culture. So I created these um, bilingual children's book written in English, Chinese, and then pinyin, which allows uh, somebody who's not, uh, who's not literate in Chinese to be able to read the characters without being Mandarin or Cantonese. A uh, Mandarin. So this is, these are the, um, the story books. I've Look at that. Two. How cool is that? Which is the one I saw? I saw the this first. one. Oh, yeah. I saw. Yeah. So I kind of like to say it's like, do you get it? <laughs> yeah, got it. I kind of um, like to say it's sort of like Dora the Explorer meets um, Rick Steves. So they kind of hang out. These these little boys ex- have ex- um, have adventures. They hang out. They um, and and it's based on like um the an actual little boy that I my son went to school with and my little girl. Oh, that's so cute. And so um, the the story's fictional, but I, I um. It's just more consistent with kind of the person that I am now. And I feel like, you know, I love doing anesthesia. I love my job. And I feel like you have to grow as an individual, however outlet is, is. if you want to be the periopter director at um, the pre-op clinic or whatever, that's fine. That can be your outlet of growth. But for me, I think it was more important for me to kind of grow within the home. So that's why I kind of shifted, pivoted a little bit with my um, creativity. But we should tell our listeners that um, your product, it's fair ease, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's still so, very, um, like, successful. You can still... So right now, um, you can't directly buy any of the products. Okay. We had, after this um, partnership with this company, that this private equity company, they were interested in my product because they had another product that um, is basically a hemorrhoid product that they wanted to partner up my brand with that and create a combination like? yes exactly okay. so that's what that's kind of what happened with that product okay so we they can't currently buy it you cannot currently buy it oh, okay so they you mean they got your product to kind of shut you down kind of thing um eventually it kind of went that way i will be yeah. honest with you but i don't yeah. think it was initially their intention I, I got to tell you, I don't think you do enough stuff. I, I, I don't think you're busy enough. <laughs> I, I think you need to add like 37 more things. You're, yeah, I do have like it. You're like the yeah. super multi-hyphenate. Where's your, you're going to be like a rock star soon also. No, no, no. I have no talent for that. That's for sure. No, no you are. And your husband's like a saint uh, risking his life every day. To yeah, that's hard. Those. But so is Dr. Cohen. Look at him. Yeah, true, true. Look at me. I'm in my mask. Double, you two? We have two. Double mask, double mask. It's very serious. Wait, so what are you working on now? I, I know, Dr. Ma, we talked about um, you would like to see those books turn into something kids could watch on some yes. platform, like yes. Netflix or something yes. like that, Yes, right? let's, let's do it, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, and I feel like that there's definitely could be an audience for that. Um, and I but, agree, and I, I tried <laughs> to introduce you to someone I know, but may, maybe with some time that might still happen. You know, I think it's to be continued because there's nothing else like that. There, for a while, there was um, Nihao Kailian, which was a um, Canadian television show for yeah. that audience. I, I would love for this to be seen as an um, animated series because I feel like um, we learn language, we learn about culture through like experiencing it. And what better way to experience it besides just a book, but to see it visually and hear it and kind of experience, it. especially now since you can't really travel, yeah. to have. Um, to have that world just brought to you on your screen. I, I think it's a great story and a great idea. And I'm, are, have you had a chance to pitch it to anybody else or not yet? 
Um, I haven't not, it's, um, it's still very early. And so, um, and very much like your situation with your podcast, um, you have to get enough traction before somebody has any interest in you. So right. in addition to posting some about my anesthesia work and, um, I post about the, um, books and try to maintain a presence there because un- unfortunately or whatever, maybe unfortunately, the reality that we live in now is that it, for somebody to notice you, they have to see how many followers you have. Yeah. And yeah. that, and that is um, what people look at before they are willing to pour money into you. Do you have time? Do you watch movies, TV shows? What's your <laughs> We have like four minutes left with her. Oh yeah. 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 So um, yes, you guys do this thing where you uh, talk about the latest things that you're listening to. I'm a big fan of podcasts. So, oh. um, and so I don't watch a lot What's of that podcast i feel like this is a little that's a little bit of escape like you're in your car in los angeles you're just listening to a podcast this is past your time that makes the commute so much better um besides my um gross anatomy podcast. yeah uh, see that you see that uh, and um i like i like a lot of true crime stuff i do so too. I, and um then i listen to a lot of and um this one's very good um family secrets I don't know that one. I'll have to. That that one's very good. It's about this woman. She um, finds out through 23andMe that she's not the biologic daughter of her dad. And then she goes into this huge, a a bunch of other people who have family secrets. And it may be like, um, it's, her storytelling is phenomenal. And so I would say that those. What about movies or TV? Do you watch anything or no? um, Does Masha and the Bear count? Or (laughs) PJ Masks? I don't know. We, we don't know those. Yeah. yeah, you should not know those because those are torture. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, we watched Barney in our day. Oh, yeah. <sighs> torture. That's even worse. Wiggles. Do you watch the Wiggles still or no? No, Or the no Doodle wiggles. Bops? No, no Doodle Bops? No doodle bops. Okay. All right. Well, I'm so happy you were our guest. I was such a pleasure to be on Zoom. Yes. Exactly. This is another first. First mm-hmm. in the And today is tax day also, of all things. Woo. Right. A lot of things coming down at once. <laughs> so thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy. Thank you so we know much. you got to go. Thank you um, so much. It was nice to meet you. Via likewise. Zoom. And I look forward to your next reality show that you're going to be on. No, it'll be the case with you when I sedate the patient right. on the exactly. other side of the drapes. Exactly. All right. Okay, we'll thanks see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Thank okay. you. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.